Rabbi Sai, a, a good morning, a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Parshas Yisrael, Tovshin, Pe Gimel, Erev Shabbos Kaidish, here in Eretz Yisrael, Beliyan Hara, very, very thankful. I returned last night from a week trip to the United States, and it's always good to be home. I am a little jet lagged, so you're going to excuse the voice, and you're going to excuse possibly the podcast um, as it takes me time to put things together, and this morning has been a, a jet-lagged morning. But uh, we want to share with you, the return. we want to be thankful to Rabbi Hashem, that just like last week, I was zorcha to give the shir, this week also zorcha to give the shir, and we hope that we will all get chizik from it. Uh, the parish the of the preparation for the receiving of the Torah at Har Sinai and the actual receiving of the Torah at Har Sinai, the Kabbalah Torah, as is popularly known. And there's no question that it's impossible for us not to speak about the events that have taken place this week in Turkey and Syria and the horrific, horrific loss of life in an earthquake which was felt here in Eretz Yisrael. I myself wasn't here when it happened, but there were a few times that there were feelings, of, there were earthquakes. My, my daughter told me last night, literally the, the house was shaking. And for the loss of life, for those people that lost their lives and the, the scenes and everything else that's going on, it's, it's almost incomprehensible, but we feel very clearly, and all the Gadolim is speaking about it, that the Rav Anushim is talking to all of us, as not only talking to the to the Goyim, he's talking specifically to the Yidden, as the Chafetz Chaim would always comment and would say, when events like this happen, who is the Rav Anushim truly talking to? The Rav Anushim is talking to the Jewish people, and specifically he's talking to B'nai Torah, and there's a message. What that message is, on the simple level is, is to be, should be, should, we should be, we should take Musa from this and we should realize that Kaddish Baruch is really talking to us. My father, Olav Shalom, used to say over a medrash, the medrash in the Altat Shemoni and Shmuel that my brother pointed out to me on the Pasuk, and in there the medrash brings a few reasons why there are earthquakes. Reb Shimon ben Gamliel says that it comes because there's a hefsik between Malchus and Malchus. There's a hefsik between different kingdoms. We have to understand how that ties in today. And it could very well be that there's a lot of messages about where we're holding in the world of Malchus. And we know that the eighth year, the year following Shemitah's, the Shana that Melech HaMashiach bought, we hope and we pray and we daven, but we have to be zoichet to it. There are other reasons which are given in the Medrash. One is Chilo Maizriz, and the main message we want to say is that the time, the time that is brought down for Ibn Roy, Ibn Roy says, When a Kodesh Baruch looks into the world, the he sees the world as just being Isaac in theater, movies, and Avodah The world is just Yoshvim Beheshkit. The world is sitting peacefully and calmly on the other hand the base of Migdash the Holy of Holies 
is destroyed. And the Kodesh Baruch decides that he wants to destroy the world. And it says, So the Kodesh Baruch doesn't destroy the world, but the Kodesh Baruch is really standing up for the covet of the Beis HaMikdash. And the Rabbanan say the reason is because of Machleikas. And without going into the, the last reason, which is Mishka Zohar, <coughs> which is also brought down, but the main thing is we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is when there's an earthquake that is taking place, these are really messages from all of us. They're messages to all of us from the Rebbe Anishalalim, and it's something we have to contemplate. And uh, anyone that, you know, took a look at even last week's Haftarah, Pasuk speaks about the Shiraz Devaira, it speaks but also about the Rog Ha'aretz, that the earth was shattering, the earth was quaking, and in this week's parsha, we see that the parsha is called Parsha's Yisrael. And first Rashi, Rashi says, Vayishma Yisrael mash shmua shoma ubo. What was the shmua that he heard? So he said, Kriyas Yamsuf Mechemes Amalek. He heard the Kriyas Yamsuf Mechemes Amalek. Yisrael, the parsha is called Yisrael. The parsha of Kabbalah is called Yisrael. Why? Because Yisrael was the one that heard and he came. And everyone raises the question, was Yisra the only one who heard this, the, the story of Kriyas Yamsuf and Mohammed Samalik? The entire world heard Kriyas Yamsuf. As it says, that Shamu Amin Yergazin, Chilach everyone heard it. The answer is, as I saw brought down at the Sefer from Rebelli Baruch Finkel, and the Mashmos of the Rashi is, everyone heard, but what happens? They just went back to the regular daily. Uh, events, Yisro was Shoma Uba. Yisro came and he actually made a change in his life. And as the lesson is, there's some people was Gehert, which means they heard it, and there's other people that were Dehert. They actually, actually, they changed, it actually entered into their ears. I remember hearing the story from a gifter Zetzal. He said, but when he went from America to, 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 to learn and tells, he got on a big boat one of these big liners and the ocean liners in the old days. This was in the 30s. And he had to travel for, I think, a week's time until you got to Europe. And then you had to get on a, on a different way to get to, to where you had to go to. And he says, on the boat, there were a few from people. And they even had kosher food and separate food that they had. But the rest of the ship was a big, uh, you know, it was filled with non-Jewish people. And they had entertainment at night. And the entertainment in those days were the big swing bands, you know, without going into exactly what it was. That was the way, so Rav Gifter was a young boy, and he remembers, you know, at nighttime, Avadi wasn't yet a, a Ben Torah completely. Wasn't yet a, a, he had learned in yeshiva in, in America, but it wasn't the same as going to Europe. So he went to the portholes, and he was looking into the dance floor, and he said they had the big swing bands, and the people were dancing. And he says, in the middle, all of a sudden... The ship started to, big liners started to sway. The waters became choppy, and then they became even choppier. And then literally the, the ship was going from, like a Titanic, was, was, was going from place to place, and all of a sudden the band stopped, and the people stopped dancing. Everyone dropped their partners, and everyone started running to the portholes, and everyone was screaming the words. They said, God save us, God save us. He saw everyone called out to God. And then what happened was, that the, the waves began to tie down, to slow down, 
and all of a sudden uh, things calm down. And as soon as things calm down, he remembers the scene. The band leader got up on the stage and in the microphone. He said, the show must go on. The show must go on. And he began to play again. And everyone picked up their partners and they started dancing again. And Rav Gifter couldn't get over it. And when he got to Tells, he says he went to the Rosh Hashim from Tells. And that was the story that he told me. He says he told him a story. The mice had happened on the ship. And he was saying over it that no person took Musser. And they said to Rosh Hashiva from Tell said to him, Marche, but he says, Das is Pashit Bayuns. This is Pashit Bayuns. It's Nichkein Chidush. That the Umas Ha'ilam, when things happen, they don't change their ways. But a Yid, a Yid, when he hears something, when something happens, he recognizes it's a message for him. Yisro is Rabbi Said. The shame of the name of the parish is called Yisro. Why is it called Parshas Yisro? Because Yisro, he had seven names, but one of the names was Sheyiter Parsha Achas He added on one Parsha into the Torah. What's the Parsha that he adds on? The Parsha of Atta Techazem, where he sets up the court system and he makes it easier for Moshe Rabbeinu to be able to hear the different people that are coming to ask him questions in Shilas. He says, Novel Tibol. And there's a parsha that's mentioned. Another name that's given to, 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 to Yisro is Chayvev, Shechivev He was Mechavev the Torah. But I think the most important message is, is that Yisro comes, he's in Oved Avodah but he has a Deher. He hears what's happening. He sees the same thing. He sees an earthquake and he says, the earth is quaking. And this week's parsha, the earth was also quaking. The Torah says when the Torah was given, it says that the Rabbanu lifted up the mountain and he said, Kofalem Harkegigis, and there was Kailos who broke him. But he, this is Yisra. Yisra is teaching us what a Jew has to do in order to be a Yid in this world, is that we have to recognize that Kodesh Baruch is speaking to us. It has to enter into our ears and we have to take it, we have to take it and we have to learn lessons from it. The Chafetz Chaim, whenever he would hear about earthquakes and different tsunamis and people with loss of life, he says, the Tata Retmetuns, the Tata speaking to us is speaking to Klal Yisrael. So Rabbi said, for sure, we could just say it's just an event, something that happened. But we know a Yid doesn't act like that. A Yid he is a person that says, if this is happening, then this is a message of this week's parsha of this is what we have to do. We have to be, we have to recognize how Kodesh Baruch Hu is speaking to us, and how Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us to change our ways. We should at least change our ways in something, some small area, and we have to feel the tsar. We have to feel the pain and the suffering of Brias, even though they're not necessarily hidden. They're not hidden, but we have to recognize how Kodesh Baruch Hu, He created them, and we have to have Rachmanus on the fact that so many lives were taken away from us. The parsha continues, and the parsha says that when Yisra comes, he doesn't come alone. He comes together with Tzipayra and the two children, Gershom and Eliezer. And the Pasuk says, He takes her, he takes, he takes Tzipayra and the two sons after she was sent out. And Rashi comments, what does it mean, Achashilachel? Because originally Yisra had come from Midian and um, Moshe went 
excuse me, HaKadosh Baruch told Moshe Rabbeinu, right, to go back to Mitzrayim. So Moshe Rabbeinu went with his family. So he took his wife and his children, and when he got to Mitzrayim, Aaron went outside to greet him, and they met at Har Sinai, and Aaron said, who are these people? He said, oh, these are my children, my wife and my children. The first time that he had met his sister-in-law, and he had met his, ne- his nephews. So Aaron says, where are you taking them to? He says, I'm taking them to Mitzrayim. So Chazal say, Rashi brings down, Oh, we have so much sorrows with the Yidin that are in Mitzrayim. And you're now trying to come and you're going to add on? Let them go back to the house of their father. And that's what happened. Sipira went back to the house of her father and she, um, she stayed with Yisrael until the end of the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and now they're meeting after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So Shailif is taking place before Matan Torah, after Matan Torah. Let's go according to the Shri Tadus before Matan Torah. So Yisro is now returning together with Tzipurah. And I was just wondering when I learned this Rashi on the plane, that, you know, why is this part of the Hakdama of the receiving of the Torah in Harsina? What's so important to mention about this? For sure, this actually happened. And what's the lesson that it's really teaching us? So the Mefar Shemal ask on this, the, the Sif Sechacham already brings down, Das Kenim Balatosis is, that why was Moshe Rabbeinu worried about Sipira? We know that Shevet Levi was not really part of the Shibut. So therefore they wouldn't have the Shibut that would come to Mitzrayim. So the Sif Sechacham answers partially, and he says, well, that would be good for the children of Moshe, it wouldn't help for Tzipira. Tzipira was not really part of Shevet Levi, and therefore she would be affected. I saw brought down another Teretz that the Rebellion Baruch brings down, that um, really the issue was not an issue of the, um, not an issue of the, uh, the subjugation, but really the issue was, even if they wouldn't be subjugated, there would be Shevet Levi, but there was the Hashpah, there was the environment of being in Mitzrayim. And this is really what Aaron was worried about. He was worried about the fact that the environment of Mitzrayim, the Mem Teshari Tumah, that was something that could affect, that could affect them. I myself, Ania Cotton, I was thinking this, this is really a tremendous lesson in how we look at events and how we're supposed to be affected by them. My Rebbe, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, during the Yom Kippur War, he felt very strongly, and I remember hearing it from him, that the Bachram and the Yeshiva should stay in the Yeshiva. They should not go back to America. There was one Bachram that went back to America, and Reb Chaim had big tainas on him. He said that here in Eretz Yisrael, the war is going on, and when the war is going on, the halacha is that you're not allowed to desert the front lines. And the front lines includes not only the people that are physically fighting the battle like the soldiers, but the Yidin that are davening and they feel the effect of what a war is all about, they can daven with better kavana. And if a person leaves, he's mamish like a deserter. Allah is a deserter. You kill him on the spot. Reb Chaim held that we are sitting on the front lines when we're sitting here in Eretz Yisrael. And I was contemplating this is perhaps really what the issue was. The issue was Moshe Rabbeinu felt that he wanted his family to be part of the Tzoros, even if they're not necessarily going to be subjected, because they'll be Shevet Levi, but if they're there in their environment, then they themselves have the ability to daven with better kavana. But Aaron held no. Aaron held like this. 
if you're there already, then you're mechayif to stay. So the Yidin that were there, even including Shevet Levi, they're mechayif to stay, they have to daven. But, but the ones that are not there, they're not mechayif to come into a matzav of sakona, so to speak. And that was really the play that's going on over here. That's the mahalach that I was thinking. And I think it has, um, it, 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 it has a, a basis. And this is a lesson I think we were really holding. When we hear news that's going on in the world and we recognize how Kodesh Baruch was speaking to us in a very, very loud fashion, it's something that we have to be affected by. We can't just let it glide by and it's just another news item. No matter where we are throughout the world, HaKadosh Baruch is speaking to us, and we have to be mitzdayer, as we mentioned before, and at the same time we have to daven, and we have to try our best to step up our game in order to uh, to make some, um, some new kabbalas about what we can do to make our world a better world, be it Ben Adam L'chaveira, be it Ben Adam L'makam. The... Um, the, 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 in, 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 in the Kabbalah Satorah of Har Sinai, it says that the Rabbani Shalom lifts up the mountain and he says, if you're going to be Makabal the Torah good, Imlav And it seems that Klai Yisrael was obligated to accept the Torah. And if not, then they would be destroyed. There would be an earthquake, so to speak. So the um, question that they raise is that why would you be chayev misa if you didn't accept the Torah? Okay, you didn't accept the Torah. It's not a good thing. But why would that, why would that uh, be mechayev misa? Mechayev misa is really for things in a chayev misa. What's the chayev misa for someone who doesn't accept the Torah? So my Rebbe Reb Nochem Zatzal said over that the Vart is not your chayev misa. is that the Torah itself is life. Ki em chayenu and if a person doesn't understand what life is all about, what the life support is all about, then it's kemisa chashuvim. It's mamash misa. And this is really what the lesson of the Torah is, is that there's no way we have an existence without the Torah. Our whole existence and the world's whole existence, the world's whole, whole existence is dependent upon Klai Yisrael accepting the Torah at Har Sinai. Like the Rambam says, that if a... Talmud goes into Golas, the Rebbe has to go into Golas with him because Chaye Bali Chochma Bali Torah is Kamisa Chashuvim. If I can't have my Rebbe, if I can't have that relationship, it's like I'm dead. And I think this is a message that maybe the Rebbe is teaching us. Do we really have this reflection that the Torah is Kihem Chayeinu Baruch Yomenu and Vahem Nege Yom Valoila and without it, it's not Shaykh for us to be able to live in this world. And the Rabbi Hashem is telling us that we have to step up our game. Earthquakes, Rabbi see, these are not simple things. Here in the Middle East, there have been earthquakes in the past. And I remember already less than 20 years ago in Ner Yaakov, there was an earthquake one morning. <coughs> and I remember the boys got woken up by the fact the building was shaking. <coughs> for some of them, they ran out of the building. They, they understood this is a dangerous situation. <coughs> Others, they were just bothered by the fact that they were waking up in the middle of the morning when they uh, didn't necessarily feel they have to wake up. And it was a little funny, humorous story. But there was a story that took place close to 80 years ago when there was an earthquake here in Eretz Yisrael, in Yerushalayim. And 
there were people that died and the Kafa Chaim was learning in the shul and he was on the he was in the attic and it seems that the earthquake had caused that the staircase of the Basak Knesset where he was learning literally fell down and he miraculously was saved. He was sitting and learning and they had to come with a tremendous ladder in order to be able to get up into the attic in order to, to, be, get him, to be able to get him to come down. At the same time, there was a young boy who was learning in the basic Knesset underneath and he was learning the Torah from the Sefer Torah. Who was that young boy? That young boy's name was Avadya Yosef. Little Avad Yosef was then six years old and he was learning Torah. And the Kafachayim knew that this was a young boy who was going to have a great, great future. And he said, first, take out the boy that's downstairs, even though he was also in a lower spot, but he gave great covet. Rabbi Zai, the earthquakes are not simple things, but we see these people, these people were people that were Makabal the Torah. And because they're Makabal the Torah, therefore, they have what's called Chaim, and the Chaim is what saved them. So we have to ask ourselves, when we hear these things and we know these things are happening, do we also fall into this category of the being the people that are by Yishma Yisrael, people that listen to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, and we actually, we have what's called the hairs. We actually come and we change ourselves. I was Eicha last week to be in Miami Beach for Shabbos and to have the great schus to be at Shalashudas of the Mashkich of Torah Vidas, Rav Moshe Wolfson Shlita. Rav Moshe Wolfson is 98 years old, Hara. He comes for five weeks to, to Miami. And I had this chus a few years ago to be able to go to Shalashudas. And this, this week also, I was able to go this past week, and I was able to hear Torah from him, Gevaldike, Gevaldike, Zisa Torah, Nagunim, together with my Talmud, Joel Kleiner. I'm going to give a shout out to Joel. And it really was a highlight of being in America to be able to see how this great tzaddik is, really has Gevaldike, Mahalchim in the Torah. And uh, just one thing that he mentioned, a little story, just mentioned it, besides the, all the vertlach that he said, but he did say that he heard the, the Satmar Rebbe uh, reading the Megillah of Megillah's Esther, and he said that Megillah's Esther, when the Rebbe read it, the Rebbe would cry, the Rebbe would laugh. The Rebbe really knew the depth of what Megillah's Esther is all, around, all about. Without going into the whole vort, Rabbi Yisrael holding less than a month before Purim. But he said that month, the Yontif of Purim, which is coming upon us, and the Megillus Esther, this is really highlights of the Torah to such a degree. There's such depth in the Torah. There's such Hester, which is in the Esther of Megillus Esther. And we don't realize that this is really the message of what the Rabbanishim is giving to us before Mashiach comes. I mentioned to a cousin of mine who I met while I was there that I was able to go to the I was able to go to, to the Shalashudas. So he says, Rabbi Shua, I want to tell you, I didn't go to Shalashudas, but on Tubishat, on which was Sunday night, I went to Davimarev with him, and they weren't sure if there was going to be a tish, <clears throat> and eventually they made a small tish the Rebbe, the, the Rebbe Wolfson spoke for 15 minutes and there was Nagunim and they gave out Paris. But he says, I want to tell you what happened when I came. This cousin of mine is older than I am. His name is 
Reb Shmuel Baruch Tress, he's the son of the famous Mike Tress, who was a, one of the great leaders in America, Jewry, up to save Yidden during the Holocaust. And Reb Shmuel Baruch said that I learned by Rabbi Wolfson close to 65, 70 years ago, and I was in first grade. Who was my first grade teacher? Rav Wolfson then was the Kita Aleph teacher in Yeshiva's Torah Vidas. Rav Wolfson was born in America. He spoke English. And his first position was being the Rebbe, the first grade Rebbe, which is a key position. I have to tell you, I have a great respect for the first grade Rebbe's because they're the ones that really plant the seeds of how a child who's beginning to learn Torah, if he's going to have a good experience and not a good experience. And Rav Shmuel Baruch said something interesting. Fantastic, Misa. He said the first day of the class, Rav Wolfson would go around the table and he would ask in English, because the boy spoke English. He says, what's your name? Where do you live? And then he would ask them what date they were born on. So when it came to Shmuel Baruch's uh, turn, he said, what's your name? Where do you live? And he said, what's, when's your birthday? So he says, well, I was born in... I was born in um, Tevis, the month of Tevis. So he said, oh, when were you born? The beginning of the month or the end of the month? He says, no, I was born at the end of Tevis. He says, oh, then your bris was in Shvat. So he said, how do you know my bris was in Shvat? He says, because your, your name is Shmuel Baruch Tres. Shmuel Baruch Tres is Rashi Tevis of Shvat. So first of all, it was just a cute, cute vart, and it caught his attention, and it showed the deliciousness of Rav Wolfson as a young, young teacher of children, that how he paid attention and how he was able to bring out something which would capture this young boy's attention. But this is not the end of the story. This past Sunday night, this is going back uh, a week ago, less than a week ago, Shmuel Baruch went in and he dabbed Marev and he was able to go in to Rav Wolfson. And when he came into Rav Wolfson, who's now 98 years old, Rav Moshe Wolfson, who was his first grade rabbi, he's now today a big tzaddik, he says, Oh, Shvat is da. Shvat is da. Shmuel Baruch, you're here. The month of Shvat. He remembered what he had said to him over 80 years ago. And, excuse me, over 70 years, close to 70 years ago as a young boy. A tremendous, tremendous maise that I thought I would share with everybody. Rabbi Sai, we're holding in the, in the month of Shvat. We're living in a time where we see the world is shaking and HaKadosh Baruch is speaking to us. But the message of this week's parasha, this Shabbos, is that we should be makambal to Torah, that we should accept ourselves to Torah, be like the little six-year-old boy of Avadya Yosef became Rev Avadya Yosef, who was sitting in the same base medrash, same building with the Kafachayim when an earthquake took place, and he held on to the Torah. When the world is shaking, we have to recognize that we have the antidote. We hold on to the to the Sefer Torah. We're machazik ourselves in tefillah and chesed. I want to wish everybody a good Shabbos, and that the Rebbeinu should be mezakas. That as we accept the Torah in its fullest fashion, this Shabbos, we should be zeichet to a Shabbos menucha. The world should be peaceful. Everyone should be safe. We should be zeichet as we get closer to Purim.
that we should hear the secrets of the Megillah. We should be zeichet to the coming of Mashiach Tzidkeinu Meir Yemenu Amen. Listen, everyone, a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.